Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle. And we actually have a lot to get into today. As I was uh, putting together the plan for today's episode of the podcast, I was getting a little worried because we're in that part of the offseason where not a lot is happening right now. We had a big Busy week last week with Shohei Otani signing with the Dodgers, Tyler Glass now getting traded to the Dodgers. But since then, not a lot has happened. So I was a little worried, but we do actually have a lot to go over on this week's episode of the podcast. Surprising amount of off-season news as we get into the Christmas season. Christmas coming up uh, early next week, next Monday. And Trey, got any big plans for the holiday coming up? Uh, spending it with family, you know, and just... Uh pumped to uh pumped to be doing that and uh yeah it should be fun are you heading back are you gonna be in Richmond or are you in Harrisonburg neither going down to North Carolina my sister is hosting Christmas this year first time that she's hosting there we go follow la 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 it's la, gonna la. be a fun time I'm excited get to see my little nephew seven seven or eight months old excited to see him um it should be a good time I'm looking forward to it I like Christmas and along with Christmas comes of course Wish lists, telling Santa what you want for Christmas, asking for a lot of things. And as baseball fans, there are a lot of things that we want, both as fans of baseball in general and fans of our individual teams. Trey, of course, the Yankees fan, me, a huge Atlanta Braves fan. So with Christmas coming up, I thought we could do a little uh, Christmas wish list. If you were asking baseball Santa for something this offseason, next season, maybe five or ten years from now, what are a couple of things that might be on Trey Lyle's Christmas baseball wish list this year? Yamamoto. We'll start there with that. There you go. Getting there it, you go. Get that deal done. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's the two, you know, Watt Soto was, was half of it and Yamamoto was the second half. And yeah, you got an early Christmas as a Yankees fan. I was going to say, I was going to say, it appears they're the favorite. I mean, Yamamoto, we got dueling reports on if he's at a Rams game or not. I don't know if Amazon is going to give him Taylor Swift treatment. Probably don't even know who he is. Probably not. It looks like he won't be at that game. It appears it's the Mets, the Yankees in this. So that would be my number one. Um, My number two would be not Brian Cashman being the president of the Yankees. <laughs> All right. I mean, if he gets Yamamoto, and it, it, it would appear to me that the Yankees have just decided not to spend the last couple of years outside of Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole, and we'll see. He might have redeemed himself this offseason. Uh, that's that's two I have so far. I'm not going to say a World Series because they, I mean, obviously. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, obvious. Yeah, obvious. Um, how about this? A healthy season of Aaron Judge, Carlos Rodon, and Drake Carlos Tank. Okay. That's fine. Just them healthy all year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we, if especially if they get Yamamoto, Carlos Rodon being your third pitcher, third starting pitcher is really good. Stanton, if he's healthy, would be your, you know, what's your fourth, third, fourth hitter. That's yeah. good. Like, and we've obviously seen what Aaron Judge can do when he's healthy an and entire Aaron Judge season. Is the best hitter in baseball. So, yeah. 
All right, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good wish list coming from a Yankees fan I have perspective. One for baseball itself. But All right, let's hear it. Yeah. Oh, you want? I was gonna let you do your Braves. Okay. One. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go ahead. All right. Because I think um, you'll agree with the one I have. As a Braves fan, I think if if I were writing a letter to Santa, uh, things that would be on my wish list would be a a top tier starting pitcher. You know, there have been rumors all offseason linking the Braves to Dylan Cease. Uh, there have been a couple of free agent pitchers like Sonny Gray that the Braves were linked to. And uh, Sonny Gray ended up signing elsewhere. Dylan Cease, those rumors just kind of like died out. He hasn't been traded yet. He's still with the White Sox, but just nothing ever happened with those rumors. I mean, there was there was a week of about a month ago where it, the rumors were so intense. It seemed like the Braves were going to get Dylan Cease that week. And then just nothing happened. So they just kind of fizzled out. And I don't know what's going on there. Um, so just a top tier starting pitcher because Max Fried and Spencer Strider are great. But once you get into playoffs, you need uh, you need another starting pitcher. And the Braves don't have uh, that. They, they don't have the, the quality of rotation that can win them a playoff series. So that's number one is a starting pitcher. Number two is just winning a playoff series. I would like to see the Braves at least do that. Bounce back from last year, yeah. Yeah, and the year before. You know, two years in a row, we've gotten knocked out of the playoffs by the Phillies in the NLDS. So this year, I would just like to see them win a playoff series. Uh, you know, even if it, even if they're a wild card team next year and they win the wild card series, I would take that because that's a playoff win. I would take it better than. I guess I guess I should say Yankees getting back into the playoffs, but I feel like I should. Yeah. You I shouldn't have like to say that. With that roster, you shouldn't have to say like <laughs> I want them to get back because they're they should be expected, even though they're they're in the best division in baseball. Like you should still expect the Yankees to get back into the playoffs. Yeah, you shouldn't have to say that. Um, so number two for me would be a a playoff series win, even if it's just a wild card series win and they get knocked out in the NLDS again. It's it's still a playoff win. So I would take that. Um a top tier starting pitcher, whether it's a trade or a free agent signing, there's still some guys out there that I think would be worth signing, uh, including the reigning NL Cy Young winner. I don't know what's going on there. Um, and then number two is just winning a playoff series. That that's what I want from the Braves this offseason and next year. Uh, I can't really think of anything too far out, you know, in terms of long term uh, for the Braves, but short term. Sign, sign or trade for a starting pitcher this offseason and win a playoff series next season. That's what I want. That's on my wish list. That's pretty good. All right. The general baseball one. It's like three parts, all right? Okay. <laughs> Start of the list is just fire Rob Manfred. All right. Second, force new ownership of the Oakland Athletics. Yeah. And three... And I don't know exactly like how geographically would they go west. Like, so I'm assuming like Vegas is still gonna happen. It's already locked in. So you add two expansion teams. And you kind of go the NBA model where one's gonna be an old market and second like the NBA, it appears they're gonna add Vegas and Seattle as the next two expansion teams. Right. So what I'm thinking is either you add Montreal. And you add Nashville. Nashville would work. I think those would be two really good. Obviously, Montreal would be, I think getting a second second team in Canada would be good for the sport, expanding the game in Canada. 
and then obviously and it's mon it's you're gonna get a lot from the nostalgia factor of being a Montreal Expos. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And then I think Nashville is out like if you think about the markets baseball is not in right now, like on a national level, like on a you know major league level, come down to like what Nashville, Charlotte, like the you know of the big markets all the time. Like those are the two I can think of. Yeah. And geographically, it makes more sense to be in Nashville than it does in Charlotte because you basically have two teams within five hours already of Charlotte. Right? Yeah. And then Atlanta's what? Another five hours? So Yeah. Ish. Yeah, probably. I, I don't know geography. So but that's what I think. The three part three parts of my wish list for major league baseball as a whole. Any anything else you want to add? You know, I was actually thinking about expansion teams and we did we didn't we did not discuss this before the show. We did not discuss our individual wish list, but I was you thinking dropped about the idea on me right before we have a Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about expansion teams and I was actually thinking Nashville and Montreal, which of of course those are two of the cities that get thrown around a lot as expansion candidates, but another one would be uh Portland, Portland, Maine, or not Maine, Portland, Oregon, uh, has been a a big candidate for expansion. Um, but I think Nashville and Montreal, I feel like they do kind of have to put a team, you know, another team out West. And like you said, the A's are going to Vegas. So they got that covered there. But uh, like, where would you, you go? Know, you go? Portland, San Diego, Portland, no, maybe, Diego. maybe I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of football with San Diego, maybe Utah. I mean, they have an NBA team, Salt Lake. They have a, they have a triple a minor league team. Could they support a major league team? So I mean, yeah, the, the, all the all the cities out there already have a team except for Utah. Um, I mean, Idaho. Put it in Idaho. Idaho, yeah. Boise, a Boise Major League Baseball team. That would be something. Shout out Brian Nolan. I don't know. If, um, a co-host of one of my other podcasts. Yeah, I think expansion. Uh, you know, definitely Montreal, and then I think Nashville's a good candidate, but out west, you know, Portland, Oregon would be a good candidate as well. Um, is Montreal in the east? I don't know where Montreal is. It's on the it's on the eastern part of Canada. Yeah, it's right? it's like just north Vancouver. of New York. Yeah, Vancouver's out west. Hey, you could put a team in Vancouver. If I mean, they put another team in Canada, it has to be Montreal. Yeah, it does. It'd be like, I don't know, I don't know another big city in the state of Washington, but that'd be like it'd be a team putting a team and then like or Spokane, putting another Vancouver. team in the Pacific Northwest that's not Seattle. Yeah. You know? All right, here's here's something I just thought of uh, as we were talking about ex- possible expansion teams, and those are our Christmas wish list, by the way. So, la la, uh, la 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 la. Beautiful singing, beautiful caroling. Thank you. Um, something I just thought of as we were discussing the expansion teams. So last week in the NFL, the Tennessee Titans wore Houston Oilers throwback jerseys. Yeah, they can't. They shouldn't be elect- against the Houston Texans. They, but see the I, I, I get it because they're the their, same. It's yeah. the same franchise. They moved from Houston to Tennessee. But, fun fact, you know what the Ravens originally were? I know. The Ravens are the original Browns franchise. So should they rock Browns? Rock, like, they got rid of, like, like the Colts, you can say, can keep the Baltimore Colts because they stayed the Colts. It's not like they became the Tennessee Oilers. They became the Tennessee Titans. So I think, to me, if you move, unless you keep the name, like, you kind of have to forget, like, the history. Like, notice, like, look at the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
like they kind of celebrate Sonic history, but they don't like they never rock Sonic throwback jerseys. Yeah. You know. So I I think um I personally think like just because Houston like that was they played in the Astros, which was a is a big, big, big stadium, like especially when it was built. Uh but so you think what well, uh, sorry, I I Well no, I I, I, I mean so I see both sides of it. Like, yes, the, the Titans are the original. They're, they're the same franchise that played in Houston as the Oilers. But now there's a new team in Houston. So it, it makes it confusing. But it's like, you know, if if they put a new team in Montreal, and then the Nationals have never done this to my knowledge, but what if the Nationals wore Expos throwback jerseys and then you have a new team in Montreal? It'd be kind yeah, of the I same thing. Yeah, but I think they'll be called the Expos. Like, I think if you, like... Like I said, it's always been rumored in the NBA that if the so- Seattle got a team again, they would be called the Sonics. Yeah. So I think they'd be called the experts. Like I mean, you no got sense. it. Makes no sense to name the team the Montreal. Like, I, I was gonna say the Montreal Canadiens, but that's already hockey. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's just really confusing when teams keep moving because you know the the Nationals. So they're they're the same franchise that wore the Expos. But now that they're they in were D.C. Owned by the Sampson family, and basically the Sampson family bought the Marlins and traded the franchise of whoever, I guess, I think it's the same family that owns the Nats now, and they moved, I don't know, it was weird how the Sampson family ended up owning the Marlins. But now that they're in D.C., they, you know, they if you go to a Nationals game, they have, you know, history about baseball in Washington and the Senators teams that have played there before, but... The Texas Rangers were originally the Washington Senators. So it's like if the Rangers were playing the Nationals and the Rangers yeah, wore think... Washington Senators throwback jerseys. It's just really confusing when teams, you know, move cities and change names, then a new team comes into the old city. Like I said, if you keep the identity of the team, like the Baltimore Colts went to the Indianapolis Colts, you keep the history of the team. But yeah. if you change the identity of the team, meaning basically you're like, I'm done with this, pl- I'm done with every part of it. You're cleaning. It's like control of the leap, the history. Then you kind of have to like. I'm pretty sure the Ravens don't celebrate Bony Bernie Kosar, who was a Brown, you know, Browns quarterback. No, like they don't celebrate Jim Brown. Yeah, you know? the Ravens. To me, I view the Ravens as a franchise that was, you know, just started anew. Yeah, the Ravens are basically viewed as an expansion team. In you the know, NFL. they were. A really good team is ironically assembled by Bill Belichick and Nick Saban. Think about that. Led to their... Think yeah. about that. That's Think interesting. That That's an interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting That's way a to look at conversation. it. Conversation. Um. Yeah. So it's just it's a weird. Yeah. It's, or I think it's what, what I think the the twins, the twins were at one point the Washington Senators, and then. They moved, and then there was a new Washington Senators team, and then they moved and became the Texas Rangers. Imagine you have the Twins and the Rangers playing each other, and they both wear Senators throwbacks. So, see, like for like the Dodgers and the Giants were both in New York. Yeah, yeah, and they, they kept, kept their the identity. Name. There you go. That's a good example. What if they went from and? The problem is you're picking like two of the five most iconic franchises in the sport. <laughs> but if they change names when they moved out west, like you know, they celebrate Jackie Robinson, but Jackie Robinson didn't play in Los Angeles. He never, yeah, he never he played. Played for LA. in Brooklyn. Yeah, Willie Mays played in New York. Like, yeah, 
you know that's a good example those are teams that moved and they kept Vince, the, you know the name what? and the identity you gotta, you gotta keep your radio broadcaster because the dodgers did that for vince scully he <laughs> went to Brooklyn and then he moved with them to la which yep. that's a pretty good upgrade in terms of where you live in i would say so brooklyn just you know in terms of this time of year it's probably nicer in la probably probably so. Uh, just an interesting thing that I was thinking about um, seeing the throwback jerseys from the Titans this week in the NFL and We're what we would about uh, all the sports. never really see that. We talk never. basketball, talk football. <laughs> I mean, we're getting all the sports all. in there. Um, there's some more news going on around Major League Baseball. As Trey mentioned on his wish list, Yoshinobu Yamamoto is a big target for the Yankees in free agency coming over from Japan. And uh, Aaron Boone was talking this week about the meetings they've had with him. And he said that they've talked a lot about the rivalries, um, their big regular season games against the Red Sox. They've talked about playoff uh, atmosphere at Yankee Stadium. They've talked about opening the season against Houston. Uh, they even gave him a pinstriped number 18 jersey, which is the number that he prefers to wear. They had a recorded video message from Hideki Matsui. So they are going all in trying to get Yamamoto to sign with the Yankees. And uh, as you mentioned, it looks like it's between him and the Mets. Hey, right listen now. to me. I did say, I did suggest pick a Japanese legend as a video, you know, get I mean, there you go. Him. It works. I said Tanaka, but you know, I think Hideki Mats- Matsui is probably a better choice. Hey, you probably. know, played for the Yankees. Ichiro, just saying. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's a big part of why I was saying for so long that Otani was going to go to the Mariners because they had one of the I big... hope he rocks it. He's not going to rock the 55, but it'd be sick if he rocked the 55. <laughs> shout out to, shout out to Tanaka. I love Tanaka. You know, I... the last, the last time the Yankees signed a big Japanese pitcher. And if Yamamoto, if Yamamoto pitches like Tanaka in the playoffs, I, we can ignore the regular season. I'm <laughs> going to win. Yeah, I mean, it would it would be a huge pickup. They've already had a, a big offseason bringing in Juan Soto, so it would be a really big pickup if they could bring in Yamamoto as well in free agency. Uh, and that's exactly, I mean, that's what the Yankees should do. We talk about this pretty much every week. The Yankees are, you know, they're acting the like the Yankees. Yankees. Yes, the Yankees should be the Yankees. Yeah, go out there, get the biggest name in free agency, make the splashy trade, bring in the big name players because you are the New York Yankees. You have the money to do it. You have the leverage, the the success on field. Uh, you have the the celebrity off field. Like you're the Yankees, you should be you should be bringing in these kinds of players every off season. Until you finally assemble a team where you don't need to bring in players in the off season. We'll see if they can do that. They've got a very good roster, uh, as you said. If they can keep Judge and Stanton and Rodon healthy throughout the season, I think it'll be a very good team. Uh, next year, I think they could be, you know, World Series contention like they should be. Um, update. Uh, MLB competition committee approved changes for 2024. 18 seconds. Uh, clock with runners on four mountain visits now instead of three. If a, a pitcher starts to warm up before an inning, he must face at least one hitter. The runners lane to first has been widened to the infield press. So a couple of rule updates. I think all were expected. Uh, interesting about the pitcher. So basically, like, if you warm up a pitcher, he has to play. Unless he gets injured while he's warming up. 
Yeah, basically, but it, at the start of the inning. So I think if you do it like middle of the inning, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, the mound visits. I think it was actually brought down to four mound visits per game from five. So yeah, I said that. I said mound visits hurt. You four, said. I thought you said from three. Oh. Anyway, four mound visits uh, per game for teams going into next season. Uh, according to ESPN, teams averaged only two point three mound visits per game in twenty twenty three. So, ninety eight percent of games last season would not have exceeded a limit of four visits. So it seems like that one won't really have too much of an impact and it will just continue to speed the game along the pitch clock. Uh, you know, I said all last season that I wasn't as big of a critic as the pitch clock as I thought I was going to be. I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would, but now they're shortening it. It was 15 seconds with no one on base and 20 seconds with runners on base, but now it's going to be 18 seconds with runners on base. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I've thought that with runners on base, maybe they should give them a little more time than 20 seconds. So now bringing it down to 18, it's only two seconds, but I'm sure it still makes a big difference to the pitchers. So I, I, I'm fine with the pitch clock because it's a part of the game. Now we've had a whole season with it. It's fine. And it was it's, good. It was it good, helped. but shortening it at this point after just one season, I, I think, you know, let them play <laughs> another season or two the way it is before we try to make more changes. Yeah. And it's just trying to hone in a, rule change uh, i'm okay with them changing it like that i i just think let just keep it like it is i think it's fine both of us were against it now both of us are kind of for it or at least accepted it and that's just shows you know this giving time of year or willing to give baseball and mlb a chance to make it better see what i did there i, was, I thought that was pretty good there you go uh, last weekend, MLB had the All-MLB Weekend in Las Vegas, where it announced the All-MLB teams, the uh, first and second team. And, uh, you know, I really like that they started doing this. I think this is only the third or third or fourth year that they've done this. And it's about time because the other sports, like NBA has the All-NBA teams, NFL has the All-Pro teams. Uh, MLB never had anything like this until just a couple years ago. So I'm glad that they started doing this. I think it makes a lot of sense to recognize the best players, especially because you, you can look at all-star games and all that stuff, but that's so much of a popularity contest that it doesn't really show you who is the best player each year. So I really like the all MLB teams. So here are this year's all MLB first team and second team. We'll go through these real quick. First team, Adley Rutschman at catcher, Freddie Freeman at first base, second base, Marcus Simeon, shortstop, Corey Seager, third base, Austin Riley. The outfielders are Ronald Acuna Jr., Mookie Betts, and Corbin Carroll. The DH is Shohei Otani. Starting pitchers, Garrett Cole, Zach Gallen, Blake Snell, Shohei Otani, and Spencer Strider. And the relief pitchers are Felix Bautista and Josh Hader. A uh, couple of Braves players on there. You got Strider, Acuna, and Riley. Acuna, of course, winning the National League MVP. Of course, he's going to be first team all MLB. And then you have Otani, who was the AL MVP. So, of course, he's going to be first team all MLB as well. So, uh, pretty stacked team there. Second team, all MLB. You got Jonah Heim at catcher, Matt Olson at first base, Ozzy Albies at second base, Francisco Lindor at shortstop, Jose Ramirez at third base, the outfielders, Aaron Judge, Adelise Garcia, Kyle Tucker, DH, Jordan Alvarez, starting pitchers, Kevin Gossman, Sonny Gray, Nathan Nivaldi, Jordan Montgomery, and Kyle Bradish, and relief pitchers, Devin Williams and Emmanuel Clase. Uh, any big surprises or anyone that you are not surprised about? as you look at the MOB teams. 
none that I could think of off the top of my head. Um, I, I thought it was a pretty fair list, all all things considered. Um, yeah. I know we talked about the Orioles a lot this season, and they had a great season all around, but I guess I didn't pay too much attention to Adley Rutschman. I didn't realize he had a, that good of a season to be first team all MLB catcher. So props to him for a, a really good second season in Major League yeah, Baseball. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know who you would put ahead of him. I mean, you could argue he's the best catcher in baseball. Yeah, I mean, def, def, well, and he is, uh, according to the all MLB team. <laughs> right. So. How about that? So there you go. <laughs> Austin Riley at third base did surprise me a little bit, even as a Braves fan. You know, I love him. He's a great player. But to put him as the first team all MLB third baseman, I was a little surprised. I mean, there's some really good third basemen out there. So, uh, but of course, I'm happy to see him at third base. And uh, the Braves get three of their infielders on the all MLB teams. Riley at third base on the first team and then Olsen and Albies on the second team. So we all knew the Braves had a great team last year and they're getting rewarded for it. Um, other teams with some big showings, you got the Dodgers, of course, the Diamondbacks, the Rangers, of course, the World Series champions had a ton of players on the all MLB teams. The Yankees, they had Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole. Aaron Judge players, didn't make I mean, the team. He made the second all MLB team. He did? Yeah. I just saw the first team. I knew Cole made it. All right. That I just mean, he, okay. he had a good season when he was playing last year. I know, and he missed stupid wall at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> I'm telling you. If they, Gotta watch out for he, it. The catch, you could argue, the catch of the year was the most impactful play. Like, his catch could be the catch of the year and is the most impactful play. Because I bet you he, if he played the full season with who he is, it would have been kind of a repeat of last year where he carries the offense, they sneak into the playoffs, and then they lose. To Houston. Well, he won't have to carry the offense as much this year as we've mentioned. We hope times. No, they got Juan Soto. Wait a minute. We hope. We hope. We like, hope. Juan Soto is more reliable, but we hope. Let's. <laughs> I need to believe it. Don't want to get ahead of yourself, I guess. There is one role. I uh, I trust one person in that Yankees lineup right now. I Actually, Aaron I Judge. trust two. Anthony Volpe. I know we'll get a stolen base. There you go. Because he was really good. That will do for this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. As a reminder, that was the first time Matt read through the All-MLB team, just to, to let everyone know. When he read through it, that was the first time he did it. Uh, uh, give us your thoughts on your Christmas list uh, at Matkins News at TreyLowBT. Follow la 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 la. Leave us that five-star review. That would be a perfect Christmas present this year. Give us that five-star review. Share it with your friends, your family. Give it as a gift. Just, you know, like text them. Like, Merry Christmas and here's the podcast. You know, that's a great gift this time. All right. Uh, as always, uh, again, like, subscribe, five-star review. I just got to say, you missed a golden opportunity there to say, follow la 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 us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Oh, that, that's a good one. I never thought of that. Look at you. Uh, as always, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate, we'll celebrate it with you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.